You've heard of Huntley and Brinkley, McNeil and Lehrer, Simon and Garfunkel, Bob and Ray. Now here's Mishigas and Malarkey. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Great, great. Episode 14, am I right? Uh, I think so, yeah, because yeah, you know, last, you last didn't want to give I, the number because it yeah, would be unlucky. So it would be way. unlucky. Uh, so uh, last week we did Roman numerals, which I guess is um, appropriate for the Super Bowl. And now right. we're back to uh, the, what, what, what are these numerals? I think they go <laughs> back to uh, Arabic or something. Okay. Or, some, or, or yeah, who who invented numbers? I don't know. Not you know, me. I, I knew I knew that at one time. I think <laughs> I probably I probably did a report on that in second grade, and uh, it's one forgot. of those things. I well, I didn't need to remember it, so mm-hmm. you know, you Arabic you, sounds about right. I think but, so. Uh, yeah, I think we both have to up our ginkgo biloba. Uh, yeah, yeah, and maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to land them as a sponsor because, you know, most of our listeners are, are up there. But anyway, uh, episode 14. And uh, I guess we have to do a quick recap of the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the game. What happened? You didn't watch the game. Oh, my God. I'm shocked. I can't believe yeah. such a thing. <laughs> uh, it, 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 I mean, the game was OK. I mean, it seemed kind of boring. I mean, I didn't care about either team, but I usually don't. And uh that, but okay, yeah. but then there was the, the halftime, uh, the 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 show, right? So you know, uh, I think I may have tuned in, you know, some years past. I think I saw Prince one time, and there was Springsteen and the Stones. But now, now they're into you know newer generation uh, acts. So what happened? Uh, well, they weren't really newer generation acts. They had these, like I guess, what you would call classic rappers. Okay. Um, they had uh, Eminem was there, uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, 50 Cent. I don't know. It was a, a, a couple of other ones. And, so it was uh, classic rap. Yeah, it, exactly. It was like, it, apparently it was like, if you're like around 40 years old, it was okay. like all the music you listened to in college. I got you. But, so so was it a, a, then somebody was complaining about that it wasn't suitable what was the uh, yeah 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 i mean of course the usual suspects they were like republican politicians or, who yeah yeah he might have said something there were um josh hawley uh know. this guy charlie kirk okay right uh, you know the guy with the big head he, what did he um, say about it oh i don't i don't remember the exact was quote, the quote but he was uh, disgusted by it and everything yeah. and and you know he's supposed to be like the guy who appeals to the young conservatives and, right uh, right but anyway it was like this crazy thing i mean these people they just you know like they already had their denunciations oh, pre-written you know i got it so. he called it sexual anarchy oh that was it that was it yeah, yeah sexual anarchy yeah right which um they caused a lot of, uh, there weren't any uh, wardrobe malfunctions or anything, were there? No, no. In fact, they, they were just upset because there were black women on stage and they were twerking. Oh, okay. You know, but I mean, it was sort of, I, I think to a lot of the conservatives, it was just like, you know, too many black people having fun on television or something. Mm, so, yeah, you know. too many black people in one place with, and, and no tear gas. Right, right. Exactly. Okay. And then uh, that's the, what got them upset. 
the the New York Post had a story the next day that they presented like a big expose, and it was a picture of Snoop Dogg smoking pot before he went on stage. Right, right. And people pointed out that what he was doing is entirely legal now in California. Exactly. And like, how newsworthy is it that Snoop Dogg was smoking pot? You know, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's sort of, you know. Like I mean, I would have, uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't have his own label, possibly with, um, you know, his own weed label uh, with Martha Stewart. You know, they should get together. They, they totally should. In fact, they, uh, they probably think- do. I think they did. Um, I think they did a commercial together. <laughs> All right. Speaking of commercials, so now we go to the uh, Super Bowl commercials. Right. So I, um, I, I usually, you know, the day or two later, go searching online, and I think Ad Week or somebody collects them all, or they're on YouTube. Sure, and yeah. uh, my favorite one was, and did you see it? The one with uh, the Sopranos. It was. Oh the, sure, uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And, um, you know, it was very emotional at the end. I'm sure people have seen it, you know, where the Me- Meadow and uh, who, who is it? Uh, Junior. What's his name? The um, kid? AJ. AJ. Right. Anthony uh, Junior. Yeah. They, they have an emotional reunion. But, yeah. Uh, um, I was I experienced it live. I was just watching the game and then, you know, I heard the music and uh, which sort of like caught my attention you know like i yes. focus more on the screen because i instantly thought, oh, you recognizable know. right and you see the shot coming out of the tunnel and mm-hmm. you know it's new jersey and i thought mm-hmm. oh you know and and for a second there i thought what you know what are they like bringing out a, a you know a new box set of the sopranos <laughs> or something? no i mean because i did you know in that split yes. second i thought why am i why am i watching the beginning of the sopranos and then i realized it was uh it wasn't Tony. It was Meadow. Right. And uh, it, it was actually really well done. But they, David, David Chase was involved in, right. uh, in doing it. Yeah. And also so, the, the cinematographer, I think. They got back the original guy. Right. Who, uh, so they, they guy. of course, I mean, they would have to because they can't, you know, just do it. I mean, they would have to have the, the rights style. and everything. So, but yeah, it was it was really well done. And I, then uh, what was it? You had another favorite uh, among those. Well, Larry David did a uh, uh, your spirit animal. Larry David, <laughs> he uh, your he uh, he did a commercial for a cryptocurrency company, right? And uh, which was actually very well done, also and very funny. And there's uh, it was a minute long at the Super Bowl, but there's also like a two and a half minute version on YouTube that people can find that has some like extra lines in it and it's it's really very funny but people were like upset well first of all there were a lot of crypto commercials in the super bowl Mm -hmm. i I don't know how many but that was sort of the trend Mm -hmm. and you know there's skeptics about cryptocurrency who were upset that they were just advertising it in the first place but then there were these people who thought like larry david had sold out or something and uh there was there was one, per- I saw an article, they said one person on Twitter said it was the single most devastating thing to ever happen to him. 
on to our regular uh, segments here, beginning with absolutely the last pandemic update. And we just learned, I guess it was today or this morning, that the Queen uh, has been uh, has been tested positive for coronavirus, right? Yes, yes. Queen Elizabeth II has tested positive. It, there was a lot of suspicion uh, in the last few days because... Uh, Prince Charles had tested positive for the second time, and then Camilla had tested positive, and they were they had both been near the Queen Uh-oh. in recent days, and uh, you know, and there, there was also news footage of her greeting people without a mask on the oh other day. Boy, oh boy! Well, you know, there's this idea that we've been talking about that you know everybody thinks it's over. Right. But, and I, I blame, uh, what's her name? The uh, Barry Weiss. She's the one who said it was over. Oh, well, her. Yeah. But right. And, you know, or it, that it, she was over it. You know, yeah, I think so. Devastating. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I was looking at again, I always keep an eye on uh, whenever somebody says, you know, it's uh, it's over. I go and look at the daily uh, death counts and um, right. we're still up over 2000 a day. I think is that possible or is it a week? um no 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 it's been about two thousand a day yeah oh for god's sake so as far as uh, this podcast is concerned it's not over i don't think so no i uh i I went to the produce store yesterday and i was wearing my n95 and uh all right moving on to insurrection week uh which you dubbed last week uh january 6th on wheels um and you have an update on the convoys yeah, yeah. Well, the, the Canadian convoy, as as we speak, has been uh, broken up. They they in fact, I just you just reminded me of a weird part of this. They, they arrested these people in Ottawa, I suppose it was. Right. And the one guy was brought in front of a justice, I guess, instead of a judge, they call it the justice. And right. Uh, and the guy said, well, this is, you know, my First Amendment right. And the justice being in Canada said, what First Amendment right? You know, there's no First Amendment in Canada. You know. <laughs> That's a good one. Right. Well, you, you, you hit on you hit on the uh, the game, the, the game theme, but we'll get to it later. So uh, they arrested them. I saw that, you know, when the when the police started moving in uh the the uh the truckers were like putting their kids in front of them or something yeah they were they were using uh children as human shields and and they were doing i mean they were doing all kinds of crazy stuff but uh they they finally broke that up now it it's interesting that the verge you you must read the verge yes the, the tech news site they have a pretty good article on how the canadian trucker convoy was largely the creation of uh facebook groups run out of the united states and also in far-flung parts of the world like there were the there were these content mills in um i think vietnam and bangladesh or wherever that were like fomenting all this trucker convoy stuff so then they had americans donating money to it (laughs) and you know it's just this crazy thing like the you know and, and there's like you know, these crazy right wingers on Twitter, they want us to invade Canada and liberate Canada from the tyrant Trudeau. And mm. uh, the um, the people's convoy, 
the American version of the truckers convoy to right. protest vaccine mandates is going to be leaving Barstow on mm. February 23rd. Okay. So I was thinking if you could put a GoPro on your helmet <laughs> and get your Vespa scooter over to Barstow, yes, you could like ride along with the beginning of the convoy. Wow, you mean like uh, uh, you know, Fear and Loathing and uh, in Las Vegas, and also the Hell's Angels, two in one. I- exactly. As soon as I heard Barstow, I thought, what a Gonza. what a what what a perfect place to begin a deranged trucker convoy across yeah. America. Somebody's going to do it, right? Right. So if the truckers leave Barstow on the 23rd, they have uh, basically a week to get to Washington and surround the Capitol mm. uh, and prevent Biden from delivering the State of the Union address. Mm. Well, maybe we can uh, divert them through Area 51. Uh, they could disappear into that uh, uh, time portal that uh, some lady is, has now discovered, but that'll have to be for another episode. So yeah, let's, but, let's move well, to if the... you If you could ride along with the beginning of the convoy and capture <laughs> some audio, that would be... Uh, I'm sure would... there will be people doing it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm way too old for that. Now let's move on to who's the media. You, ca- you came up very quickly with an answer. Uh, Q. Q, yes. Q we is, haven't heard is... from... From Q, Q is the media. This episode is sponsored by the letter Q. Oh, so, please. <laughs> so what uh, what do we have to say about Q? Well, the New York Times published an article where uh, these people who use uh, advanced linguistics have figured out who Q is. Now, Q, of course, is the person or persons who was making what they called the Q drops, the cryptic yes. messages and the belief in the QAnon community is that he is a uh, very highly placed uh, military intelligence person mm-hmm. who was writing this stuff. And the the Q drops were always these like cryptic things that people would have to decipher. And mm-hmm. that was the the core of the QAnon conspiracy. Uh, well, is that no, over now or what? Well, Q... Q has not issued any Q drops, I guess, in gone a year or dormant, two. Gone dormant, si- gone underground. Right. It? And it has never been answered who, who Q was. So the New York Times did this analysis. And uh, the one guy is... Um, it was Joe Klein. Well, right. That was your guess. I got 50. I had 50 bucks on Joe Klein because he was the one who wrote, you know, he was anonymous and he right. uh, he wrote that, uh, what is it, Primary Colors uh, novel there. And then they used, a professor used some kind of linguistic analysis. That's the first right, thing right. I yeah, thought the, of. Yeah, there was a guy, I think from Syracuse or Cornell. Yes. Or it was some, and and uh, he determined that it was Joe Klein. Right. And he published an article about it. And then Joe Klein um, denied it and, right. and kind of made fun of the whole idea. But then it turned out it was indeed Joe Klein. <laughs> right. um, now, in this case, who did they say it was? Well, it's a guy. It's a guy named Ron Watkins, who we we have always known about. Yeah. And then there's a guy named Paul Ferber. Right who was a South African software developer mm-hmm. and he was one of the first people to, uh, to be promoting this online. Now he, now they both claim they did not write 
the uh, mm-hmm. the material from Q. They both deny that they are Q, mm-hmm. but it's possible. Well, it's very likely one of them is, or maybe both of them are, or you know they switched off back and forth or whatever. But uh, it's it's always it's always been believed that this guy Watkins was because he was involved with the uh, the site where the messages were. Uh, right, his I father forget. was ho- the host of the Q Eight uh, Chan or Eight Chan, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, so he's always been, and now he's running for Congress in Arizona. Wow. Uh, in fact, I, I've heard interviews with him and he's, uh, you know, he's a, a conspiratorial crazy person. Right. Well, but, the, uh, the Q candidates, that's going to be the next crop. Well, you, well, there's already Q members in Congress. Um, yes. Lauren Boebert, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. uh, that Paul Gosar, he he sometimes makes uh, statements that refer to the storm is coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, he throws that. I Q think he's actually from in. a different dimension. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that could be. I my 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 Gosar theory is he he is a dentist. Yes. And I think he <laughs> he might have he might have been around the nitrous tanks a little. T- <laughs> it could be. I, I, I think somebody should count the nitrous tanks and see if any are missing. That's it, a great theory. Yeah, that's my, well, that's, that's my Gosar theory. All so, right. Uh, All right. Well, let's move on to the game because we're running late here. So this is our now famous Michigas or Malarkey game where right. uh, one of us, you know, tells a little story or reads a small, short article and the other has to guess whether it's Michigas crazy but true or malarkey total made up bs so i've got i've got the uh honors this this week and here it comes and you you it it ties into what you were saying earlier uh so here's here's how the story runs over 700 people have now been charged with crimes for their part in the january 6 invasion of the u.s capitol right Right. And many of those people, when they're brought into court or when they're questioned by the authorities, they're now, uh, you know, giving excuses to explain why they were there and what they were doing. OK. And okay. of course, there's been people who were saying that they they weren't there at all. But, you know, there's so much video and so many selfies and social media that uh, it's kind of difficult uh, to get away with that. But. Uh, they are offering some interesting excuses, especially, you know, in front of the judges now that are uh, doing the sentencing. Right. So they want to they want to hear, you know, are you remorseful? Uh, What do you have to say for yourself? So obviously, you know, there are some common excuses that that are that are being heard. One is, you know, Trump, the president, he ordered us to do it. Right. He told us to do it. He said, well, yeah. So that's uh, one that a lot of them are using. Another one is I got caught up in the in the mob or in the, um, you know, in the emotion. of, of Yeah. Of, yeah. Of I, the mob. That, that's probably the most common one. They all got caught up in the uh, 
in in the frenzy of yes it. and and the judges are not buying that right right and and so then there's this um uh, what I call the uh, whose house, our house defense, where basically they, they didn't realize that it was illegal because they thought that, uh, uh, you know, the it's a public place and, uh, you know, it's, it belongs to the American people. And uh, and they, they thought it was allowed that you could go in there, especially they, some of them say that some of the police or the guards opened doors for them and other things. Right, right. right. Yeah, I've heard that version. Right. The cops right. waved us in thing. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the, here's the uh, the game now. All right. OK. So uh, there was one, uh, you know, alleged perpetrator who was questioned by the investigators. And uh, first he claimed he wasn't there at all, but they got a hold of his cell phone and they were scrolling through the, the pictures and they found a, a in the deleted file. Right. They found a picture of him posing and, you know, a lot of them went through that statuary hall or whatever it is. So right. there was a, a picture of him on, on his phone in the deleted folder standing in front of a statue of former President Gerald Ford. And he was and, and this perpetrator was there waving or maybe he actually posed this Trump 2020 flag. Uh, with with the uh, sculpture, you know, with the with the statue and, and took a, a picture of himself. And so when, when the police, you know, showed him the, the photo, uh, uh, the guy admitted, OK, yes, I did, you know, climb over uh, barriers and I did get inside. But he was just there because he wanted the rare opportunity to admire the historical art. Now, ah. it, is that is that Michigas or Malarkey? Hmm. The art lover defense. Yes, exactly. Right. I, I, I punched people. I climbed over barriers. I climbed through a window. But the art, the art was driving me forward the whole time. Um, gee, I, I, I want to say. I want to say that because some of these people have, have had, <laughs> you know, really like pretty ballsy excuses. You right. know? And uh, so I, I, I want to say that one of them would do. The only reason I'm inclined not to think so is because I don't know. I don't know if the guy would have come up with, you know, historical art. Because um, I remember a lot of the people that day, they were they were when they got in the building, they were very upset by the art. They were screaming, this is a palace. Look at how these people live. Like they wow. thought people lived in the Capitol or something. Mm -hmm. um, well, for me, I'm just going to, you know, add the Gerald Ford detail is also quite, you know. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm suspicious. Yeah, well, I'm trying to remember where the statue of Ford is. I think there might be a statue of Ford in the rotunda. So that that is plausible. because, And I and I remember they stuck flags in some of the. Um, some of the statues, but I remember there was a Trump flag in the right in the Reagan statue. Ah. Um, so I, I, it, that part You're of it, I a think is trouble with this. Yeah, yeah. That part of it is plausible. You know, I'll, I'll just uh, take, take a uh, roll the dice on it. And uh, I'll say, nah, that historical art doesn't seem like something the guy would say. So <laughs> I'll, I'll say that's malarkey. You are wrong.
I'm wrong. <laughs> there okay. was an actual guy who was actually uh, uh, either he was on a police force somewhere. I'm going to I'll have to dig up exactly where he was. Obviously, he's he's a former uh, member of a police force at this point. So yeah. uh, so I finally got you. Yeah, you uh, did. I got you on one. All right. So uh, next we move to our final uh, segment, hit list or shit list. And yes. uh, this week you're in charge. Yeah, well, my uh, my recommendation for people, so it would be on the hit list, is a, uh, a book called The Shepherd's Life by a man named James Rebanks, mm. who is a shepherd in the Lake District of England. Um, now, I didn't read the book. I listened to it as an audio book. I'm not really a big audio book guy, but... Uh, I walk for an hour a day, so I have Ooh. to listen to something. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I think I spent about a week and a half listening to the shepherd's life and I, I loved it. It was great. It was, uh, I, I actually knew about him from Twitter because I, I have a Twitter list of gardeners and a lot of the people on the list are British gardeners, mm-hmm. British allotment holders, that sort of thing. And he has a great Twitter account and, people would retweet him a lot. So I, I finally was seeing him frequently on my gardening Twitter list. So I just added him to the list and he, he takes these great photos of his sheep and the scenery in the Lake district. And, and it, he's a really smart guy. If it, it turns out he, um, in the book, uh, the shepherd's life, he tells a story. He left school when he was 15 to work on his family's sheep farm. Hmm. His family has been, uh, they've been shepherds going back, centuries i mean back before recorded time they were shepherds up there and uh he left school at 15 to be a shepherd and he was always reading and then somebody told him you should just like go back and finish whatever they call it in england like your the like your high school equivalency and he went back and he took the courses and one of the teachers who was uh helping him do that said there there's a program you can apply to uh, get a scholarship to Oxford Hmm. and you should try that. And he thought, well, I'll, you know, I'll never get into Oxford, but he, uh, he went and he did whatever he had to do and he got accepted to Oxford. So he went to Oxford and uh, a really, really interesting guy, but it's just a a great book. You go through like a year in the life of a shepherd Hmm. and, uh, I, I, I love Irish folklore. So the, the English folklore is, you know, equally interesting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, talking about local lore and there's sheep knowledge and weather knowledge and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's really quite enjoyable. I, I would recommend that. It, it, it was a fairly popular book. I just yeah. came to it late. So Very good. anyway, I enjoyed and, that. So, yeah. And listening to this, by the way, um, you know, this is an opportunity um, for me to say that I listened to you. You uh, recently launched your very own podcast. And um, I think I don't know how many episodes you have out there by now, but I listened to the first one. It could tell us a little bit about this. Uh, there's now two out. Okay. I, I launched one uh, about a week ago. In fact, there'll be another one out in a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called The Mechanic's Bell. And it's uh, stories from history. It's uh, uh, me talking about things in history that I found interesting. And mm-hmm. uh, 
The first one, I tell the story of the actual Mechanics Bell, which was a real bell on the Lower East Side of Manhattan near the shipyards. And the, uh, the second episode, I talk about Lincoln's visit to the Five Points. Ah. Uh, Abraham Lincoln once visited the roughest neighborhood in America. Mm-hmm. In fact, that sounds like a Michigas or Malarkey scenario. <laughs> but I, I explained in the podcast when I first heard that Lincoln... I had seen a mention somewhere that Lincoln had visited the five points and I thought, Oh, that's nonsense. I mean, that's like, you know, what are these legends? Cause there's a, there's a legend that he went to McSorley's and had a beer before mm. he gave his Cooper union address, mm-hmm. which geographically, as you well know, yeah. would work because sure. McSorley's I was just is, in McSorley's. Right. And it's literally around the corner from Cooper union. That's right. So, so physically he could have done it, but it's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, so in, yeah, in well, the second fun. one, I, uh, in honor of Lincoln's birthday, I did an episode where he, uh, he, well, he went to the five points and I tell the story of, yes, it did in fact happen. And, you know, so, so folks should go listen to or find and uh, subscribe to the mechanics bell. That's the title, right? Yeah, that is the title. Yes. Oh, well, Great. well, thank you for the plug. That's good. Yes. Anytime. I, I hope I people check the, it out. I admired the storytelling. All right. Well, thanks for another uh, fun episode and we'll see you again next week.